House Civis Broadcasting. Welcome, I'm your host, Silas DeCivis. And I'm Alufi Haskell DeCivis. And we have an exciting episode today of A, A Chronicle, Chronicle of, of Echoes. Echoes. Jinx! <laughs> today is the 6th of Ularoon. That's right, we're going to be talking about Crystal Fall that's happening this upcoming week. It's going to be really exciting. We do have a previous winner of the Ice Sculpting Contest, which is really exciting. We have a handful of Aluthi's asks, and we've got some news articles. And while Silas here is jinxed, I just want to say that I really appreciate everybody that listens. And hi, Dad. I miss you. I love you. And also, everybody who listens, you're super cool. And I also want you to know that um, here's the intro music. to talk until I say his name four more times. Is it? <laughs> no, I know. Oh, oh, the music's done. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, your go, isn't it? You have to do the, the news. <laughs> Silas, 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 Silas. Uh, thank you for that delightful game that you've started. Uh, I want you to know uh, I didn't think we were going to do that on airwaves. I thought there were specific rules, but now that I know there's not, host help you. I welcome the challenge. So, uh, we should start with some news. We've got quite a bit happening today and a few announcements that have been given to us by, uh, the city itself and we should go ahead and start there. Oh, okay. Captain Larenard of the Hall of Steel and Clouds, would like to remind Gawkers that staring excessively at a Deneath training ground is considered an attempt to steal trade secrets. He would also like to remind Gawkers that although the personnel of the Hall are technically not on duty, catcalling and flirting is intensely unwelcome and unprofessional. An official warning has been posted on all entrances to Lirandar Tower that the next group to spend more than five minutes watching the training ground for their own amusement will be used as targeting practice until they leave. That seems a little harsh. A little bit excessive, but as somebody who has never been catcalled in her life, I get it. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to do with that information. Let, let's, let's go to the next announcement that we have. Uh, this next one comes from the Sharn Watch. The Sharn Watch would like to remind all Chandlers that the sale of red candles is forbidden by law. Any found selling these will be fined 20 Galifar per item found on their premises. Is it, is it Chandler? I always thought it was Candler and the age was silent. That feels... Ch Chandelier? It feels weird. That That is a weird word. Chandler. I thought it was just Chandler. It might be. Chandler? It, it's... Is it... Is it supposed to be like... You're the wordsmith. I would expect you to know. 
Look, I don't know everything. I, my degree is very specifically an ancient giant vocabulary and, and, and not in, what is it, Elvish? So then please, uh, what is the ancient giant word for candler, chandler, chandelier, any of them? Oh, it's f- you. Thanks, meeps. Well, uh, I didn't think we were going to use up our uh, our swear uh, that early in the episode, and I didn't expect it to be you over candles. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the next article, shall we? You know what? I'll take it. It's, it's the Sharn Inquisitive one, so I'll take it from here. Of course. Uh, this next article comes from our partners at the Sharn Inquisitive. We have recent news reports from the Mrorholds out of Frostmantle. Recent earthquakes in the area have raised concerns about a possible volcanic eruption. Uh, Many eagle-eyed residents have noticed the fists of Onatar in southern Moorholds have recently begun to emit a purplish-black smoke. Unlike normal smoke, this plume from the top of the mountain goes straight up into the sky. That's uh, very ominous. According to Jalek Bentrell, the Sharn Inquisitive Moorhold correspondent, dwarven communities in the south have begun buttressing their underground structures. According to the report, uh, the recent series of earthquakes have been mostly mild up until one last far that knocked down wooden structures. Uh, For our uninformed listeners, the Fist of Onatar Volcano is one of the largest mountains in the Iron Root Mountain Range. It is sacred to followers of Onatar, and the dwarves there prevent anyone from getting close. They have frequent issues with prospectors coming in to get dragon shards, as well as adventurers trying to prove their merit. And, uh, and of course, tremors are common there, but uh, these series of tremors with the smoke uh, seem to be giving everyone serious concern. I, I hope everything is all right. Purplish smoke? I don't know, that doesn't feel very volcanic to me. Isn't it normally, like, white smoke that comes up from volcanoes? Well, I mean, it's probably magical in nature, I would I would assume. But why would it be mag- magical in nature if it's just the Fist of Onatar? It would be celestial in nature of some form, or possibly draconic in nature, depending on your views of the Sovereign. But I don't feel like it would be purple. What if it's the kyber shards that are located there being melted in the volcano and releasing it? Is that how that works? Can you melt kyber shards down? I have no idea. I've never dealt with Because I thought they were volcanoes. just like gemstones. I, I you can't know. melt a gemstone. I don't know anything about I've I've been there once, and I, I honestly have no idea how volcanoes work. If you or a loved one happens to be some form of geologist or uh, someone who could tell us a little bit more on if you can melt down kyber dragon shards or uh, what purple smoke means when it comes to volcanoes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, not only that, but if you are a geologist, if you'd like to send some rock samples along, I greatly appreciate that. I have a couple of rocks from different areas across Corvair, and I'd love to add some interesting ones to my collection. Yeah, my dad gives me, like, really pretty gemstones sometimes whenever he's on, like, his travels. Like, I have a really pretty uh, piece of jet that he got, and a piece of bloodstone that he got, and, like... A tiny little bead of jade. How much traveling does your dad do, considering all he does is debate how to say hello? You'd be surprised. He does a lot of it while traveling to get, like, a kind of wide survey of people. Because the people here in Sharn are going to probably say things differently than, say, the people in, um, 
rural Lazahar principalities or um, in, you know, Sarlona or Zendrek, you know, it's all all different things. But he's trying to focus on the best way to say hello across everything. Well, uh, that is exciting. Uh, I'm sure that eventually he'll get there and uh, decide exactly what needs to be done. You're saying no. No. No, no. No. Probably not. Uh, speaking of saying hello across the city, why don't we do some of Luffy's asks where our fans write in and say hello and ask for a little bit from a Luffy. Dear Luffy, I fell in love with a goblin woman and I have plans on marrying her. However, I do not know if my family will approve. Do you have any advice on how to proceed? I would do anything for her, even go against my family, but I hope it won't come to that. Sincerely, Leon Ans. I hate that name. That's, yeah, see, this is... Well, Leon, let me just start by saying, I'm so happy that you think that you've found your soulmate. Soulmates are wonderful, and the fact that you want to spend the rest of your life with her is so romantic. As for your family, if they truly love you, and if they truly care about you, all they'll care about is your happiness. Now, that being said, I think that it's important to do kind of a twofold thing here. Your family knows you and they might be aware of certain trends that you take when it comes to prospective romantic partners, be it you tend to go towards people who are toxic to you. So I think that it might be good to talk to them and listen to them before you make decisions that are really, really big. Now, on the flip side of this coin, sometimes your family doesn't have your best interests in mind, or sometimes they are very close-minded and don't understand your own feelings. And so while you should definitely listen to them, it's also important to cut out toxic family members. Sometimes they just don't care about you, but instead care about how you can help them. I will agree on that sentiment, Alufi. It can be rather difficult when your family doesn't agree with who you choose to love because of who they are, not anything else. It can be very, very difficult. And you have to sometimes say, hey, that's enough. I don't need the family. I need the person who's supportive. Well, I'm glad that you're talking about this kind of stuff, Silas. Hey, why don't we jump on to the next Luffy's Asks? Of course. Miss Luffy, I have recently heard of my grandfather's passing. With this, I have become the sole inheritor of the family estate in the Eldian Reaches. This is going to be another scam. Well, let's hear it out. I am quite frightened after hearing tales of the druids and monsters of the woods. Can you or your well-traveled co-host give me any assurances about the Reaches so I can be assured in taking up position? Regards, Lord Irshimrin. Well, my lord... Um, I do have to say that the Eldine Reaches isn't just large, dense forests. Um, there is quite a bit of, you know, uh, fertile farming land. And that's probably where your home uh, will be located, seeing as you are a, well, now you're a land-owning noble. Uh, congratulations, but also I'm very sorry for your loss. As for the dangers of the Eldine Reaches and the Druids, I think it's important just to note that as long as you're respectful towards the Druids or towards any creatures that might be coming into your lands, 
then you shouldn't be in too much trouble. As long as you take careful precautions and you're not rude or unkind, then everything should turn out just fine. Well, I agree that the Eldine Reaches isn't all bad. I've been in quite a few areas, uh, but I will say that when you're dealing with woods connected to Lamania and Thalanus, it can be very dangerous indeed. It sneaks up on you sometimes. And you hear tales from all over Corvair of places connected to Lamania where monsters or creatures come out. Uh, the, the, the Thornwood in particular, I know, is... Oh, in Thrain. Yes, th th there's a lot uh, from there about the area being cursed just because of all of the creatures that end up coming from there. The Thornwood is cursed? I have heard that there is a curse on the Thornwood, yes. I would tentatively be excited that you were going to a new area, you're going to meet new people. Everything's going to seem unusual at first, but you need to remember that these people have been there a long time, embrace their customs, live as one of them before you come in and try and say, well, I'm from Sharn, this is how Sharn does things. It, it pays to learn about the people you're dealing with. Let's move on to the next ask. Oh, of course, we've got one last one, and then we'll head over to our interview. Dear Ask a Luffy, Darling, I have to ask you a question we all want to know. Is Silas single? Is that really what it says? Yes. Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. He reminds me so much... <clears throat> he reminds me so very much of my late second husband before the war. My device truly is a singer when his steamy voice casts through it. My late third husband set me up with the Notaries Guild decades ago. But I must confess I have kept a keen eye on Silas's career since his ascension. I cannot reveal who I am yet. My dear fourth husband's family would be appalled if they knew I was set on dating him only in the grave these six years. But do pass along my regards to Silas and this key... I'll be waiting. You know what? Uh, Sultry and Civis. Uh, I, I, which one of the two of you uh, put, put that one through? That, that's that's a step too far. I, I want you to both know that that is a step too far. So my Silas personal business is my own, and I don't need to air it here on the Echo Wars constantly. Is single. Uh, he was in a relationship. I don't think we need to discuss any of that on the Echo Wars with the public what my business was is is my business but ever since he got his mark and became part of house civets once again aloofy he's been single Alufi, I'm, I'm asking you now to to stop here's the key silas no you're, no you're going, no you're going to break this form of lady's heart no I, you're going to break it no i don't hey hey first off hey. the assumption there that it's a lady is rude you're right you're going to break this old person's heart as one old person to another, I'm sure they can take it. This person has only been married four times. And you know what? And I feel like you are lucky number five. I, I would disagree with that. If you don't take I that key. I have a history of betting five is never lucky. I'll take that key and then I will tell her all about how you uh, just said really mean. I don't even know where the key goes to. You know what? I will take this key. 
I'm going to take that key, and thank you, Sultry in Civis. We greatly appreciate your support here on the Echoers. I apologize for my initial response and, and how terrible that, that it was for me to just be rude about that. But yes, he is single. Well, of course, I'm single and living my life to the best ready of my ability. Ready to mingle. I'm not ready to mingle. I'm <gasps> Is that going to be a thing? No. Single and ready to mingle with Silas DeCivis. I don't think so. It could be a dating show. You could tell people how Maybe to... You need to stop suggesting this. They will make it happen. Please don't do this to me. If this is something you'd like to see, you can always go over to the comment pads next to our Echoer devices. And you can write in to us on those comment pads and say, heck yes, I really want single and ready to mingle with Silas Dizivis. While you're there at the comment pads, make sure to turn over to that gentleman standing next to the table and that dapper little suit. That is our subscribe. Take the time, talk with him, and he'll and he'll make sure that you're kept up to date on everything happening with the Echoers. If you don't like writing on those comment pads or you want to send in something a little more lengthy, you can always write us a letter and send it to HouseCivisEchoerStation at gmail.com. So one of the things that we talked about last Echoers was having adventurers write in about their adventures. And we have several who've written in. I think we're going to start up uh, maybe a page on our on our board, so that way everyone can read those adventures from adventurers. Maybe adventuring adventures or something along, something upbeat like that. And of course, probably starting next week, we'll be airing those adventures here on the Echoers. Uh, just read you little tidbits of things that have happened so that everybody can enjoy the adventures of these adventurers, adventuring adventures. And you can write in your adventures still. We are still taking those. So please make sure you send them in. We love to hear from you guys. One way you can support us is just listening in each week. Another way you can support us is by going to our Patreon and donating a little bit of money each month to us. It helps us keep the show going. It does indeed, and allows us to choose the programming that we get to do, because otherwise we'd have to rely entirely on sponsored content, and we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we are giving you independent information constantly. So, please enjoy this sponsor break and a little bit of music before we jump in with our interview about Crystal Fall. Traps. Cultists. Bandits. Dragons. Fiends. Thieves. There are hundreds of things you can encounter. Desperate to take anything they can from you. And each and every day you fight back against them all to just wake up and do it again. Wouldn't you like to know some small piece of your life is safe. When you live each day with danger and threats around every turn, from wards to vaults, House Kandarak has everything you need. Welcome back, everyone. 
Today we have a special guest in booth, the winner of last year's Crystal Fall Ice Sculpting Contest, Izax. Izax. Ah, uh, yes, that's what I said. Izax. Izax. I Z A X Izax. 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 You're saying it really weird. It must be just a difference of. No, I'm pretty sure you're just you're saying it kind of weird. It's probably my accent. I mean, I guess. If I'm expected to learn common and speak common as well as I do, I, I should expect you to at least be able to say my name properly. That's fair. And uh, for our listeners, you are a... Lizard folk. Okay, because, you know, it sometimes is hard to identify a lizard folk as compared to a dragonborn. So I just wanted to make absolutely certain... You're completely different. Yes, I understand, but... No, no, you can't just say, it's hard to tell a lizard folk from a dragonborn. This this interview is starting off on the wrong foot. I'm, I just need you to know that, Mr. Civis. Disservice. Yes, it is a disservice that I'm being treated this way. Uh, well, um, is Axe... Did I say it right? Passable. Okay, um, why don't you just give us a, a, a little bit of a history lesson as to, uh, what... Crystal Fall is. Oh, that's a good idea. This is the 80th anniversary of Crystal Fall this year. Yeah, so, like, everybody knows about the last war. And so, 918, I think, uh, is is uh, on the Knights of Ulleroon. Essentially, Sauron got attacked, and that caused the Crystal Tower to fall, creating what is now known as uh, the Towerfall District in Lower Sharn. And so, essentially, um, we commemorate this each year. Like, it happens before I was born, right? But still, we commemorate this each year by doing ice sculptures and then throwing them into the Jagger River. Now, uh, we, we did have Kevin on last week, and he discussed with us how it's actually done using a, a large metal plate that actually infused with magic in order to keep that cold uh, due to the runes that are on it. Yeah, so, I mean, Sharn is, I mean, you people call it a tropical area, but it's actually pretty cold for people like me. Uh, but it's, uh, it's still um, warm enough that ice will melt. Yes. Uh, we have to keep it all cold. Some people prefer to, uh, to do their sculptures uh, outside of the parks that normally we, we work in. For example, uh, the biggest festivities is in Sunset Park. In Oceanville? Yes, in Oceanville, yes. Yes, Oceanville. Some people do do their sculptures in, like, warehouses that are treated to be cold, and then they bring it up to, to Sunset Park. I prefer to just do it there because it's kind of like a like a performance piece for me because um, not a lot of people see uh, lizard folk like me working with ice and ice sculptures. You think, oh, no, lizard folk, you're cold-blooded. They wouldn't want to actually do stuff with uh, ice and stuff. Uh, but, you know... I, I, I find it very cathartic. So when you work with the ice, uh, are you actually sculpting it 
using a large block of ice and whittling it down, or are you weaving the magic? Because I've seen it done both ways. This is something that a lot of people are really getting up in arms about. Uh, particularly after the war ended, a lot of artists from Angier came over with their magic, oh, look, our art moves and stuff. Which is, I mean, you know, it's whatever, I guess. Like, they make pretty ice sculptures, but you're kind of appropriating our holiday. And I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, that is an interesting take. Now, I know that previously we had had sculptors using magic to do it as well, so you specifically do just ice chiseling. I do ice chiseling. Uh, I also use some flame magic to kind of melt the ice uh, to make it kind of... Um, smooth. Smooth, yeah, the, yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, typically, I don't do what a lot of people do. They use, like, um, like create water spells, or they'll do um, some, like, uh, what, is it, what is it called? What is it called? This, uh, control water or something like that. Uh, but they do that, and they make really pretty ice sculptures, but it's like the heart... The heart's not in it, man. And do you think that's because they're not using their hands to do it? That they're instead using the magic? Perhaps. I, I feel like it's just... I, it feels a little bit like cheating. Uh, now, there are some that, that are very meticulous. So, the second place last year, a wonderful artist, I, 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 his name is escaping me, but uh, what he did is he used create water and then he froze the water. But here's the thing, he had sculpted a pillar of salt that looked like the tower, and then he created the ice over top of it, so it melted, leaving a hole in this pillar of ice that looked like a tower. Oh, that, that is incredibly interesting. It, it was it was very well done. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. There were like little birds in there, and it it was very well done. Not as good as mine. Well, of course, yeah, you won clearly. You have the insight regarding that. Now, uh, seeing as you have one, that means that you won't be competing this year. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm going to be on the board of uh, judges, and I'm going to be judging. That's kind of the, the thing, is that when you win, you can't win again, so you become a judge. Well, that, that uh, does allow variation in the winner, so that's it's not consistently the same person each year. I, I think that's a good way to do that. Being a lizard folk and working on ice sculptures, that gives... A lot of people wouldn't expect that. Your kind are cold-blooded, and so getting too cold will make you far too tired. So so how do you, how do you combat that? Well, here's just a few different ways. So normally I don't wear nearly as many clothes as other people do. Uh, just like a, like a sarong will work for me. But typically when I'm working with ice and doing my ice sculpting, I, uh, I wear a handful of layers. And uh, my jackets normally have some kind of heating runes in them to keep me warm. This doesn't stop me from getting super cold. And sometimes uh, I have to use some fire magic just to uh, heat my hands back up so that they can move well. And that's just one of the disadvantages of being a lizard folk in such a cold place such as Sharn. To kind of go back to uh, something that was touched on earlier, if I was a dragonborn, I wouldn't have this issue because dragonborn are warm-blooded creatures. They, they are entirely warm-blooded, so they don't have this issue like I do, where I have to worry about getting too cold in places like Sean, where it is very cold for people like me. Uh, so, so back to the contest. Um, in recent years, the, the ice sculptures have become more abstract. 
Before, it was whoever could recreate the tower the most efficiently, uh, to, to, down to the tiniest detail. But, but now it's become a little more artsy than that. And <clears throat> there are some other contests, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, for ice sculptures that aren't of the towers. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So before it was uh, much more symbology in this is the actual crystal tower, this is it actually falling. Whereas now uh, it, it's become much more symbolic and, and we do see some people bringing different specific issues into their art and depictions of the crystal tower. Uh, a few years ago, there was someone who uh, sculpted the crystal tower as though it were made of galifars and crowns and sovereigns and platinum dragons. Oh my goodness, well, what an interesting concept. It was to show that um, money is the downfall of society, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would have expected that, yes. Yeah, so it, it was very nice, uh, uh, very much a statement piece, uh, done very well, uh, they actually cut the, the coins out and then stacked them, which was very interesting. So they made the coins of the ice and yes, then, oh my and then stacked them. It was really cool. I really, uh, I really liked it. It didn't end up winning, and I think it's because of the social commentary that was introduced there. A lot of the older judges think that this is something that should only be about the crystal fall. Uh, tower falling, and it, it, it should only be about um, the lives that were lost and not saying, hey, this atrocity could happen again, because obviously it can't, because we're not in war anymore. Uh, which is, isn't something I necessarily agree with as someone who is seen as second-class citizen here in Sharn. I have noticed the Crystal Fall celebrations over the last 70 years have slowly moved away from the negative connotation into more of a festive air. Um, so, yeah, what about the, uh, the other competitions, uh, other ice sculpting competitions? Um, as, as those do happen, it's not part of the uh, traditional Crystal Fall, but, uh, there are other ones, right? Yes, there is. Um, so, anybody can join. Uh, you don't have to be part of a society or anything, and, uh, it's great for beginners into ice sculpting or sculpting in general. Oftentimes, there's, like, lessons and then, of course, there's also a bunch of ice-flavored foods, or, like, ice foods, like snow cones, and uh, things like that, but also very hot foods. Uh, there's, uh, last year, there was this, this, uh, Thranian curry, uh, cart that was really yummy, and it just warmed you up from the inside, which was very nice. Uh, I would imagine it would help, yes. It definitely uh, does. Thranian is unbearable for me, and I'm sure it'd be beneficial for you. A lot of people say that it's spicy, but I don't really taste spice, so. Really? Now, that, that isn't... You know what? We'll, we'll cover that another time. I don't think we have time to get into what your tongue can and cannot taste. I've got questions for a day. I, I don't encounter many lizard folk in my day-to-day. -day. You're not... You're just not going to the right places. I have been to Kabara, and I dealt with several tribes, but when you're dealing with tribes, it's less... Hey, I'd like to know about your physiology and more. I'd like to pass through your area without dying. That makes sense, yes. A, a lot of my my kind in Kubara are definitely um, definitely still very tribal, and there's nothing wrong with that, and it's super cool. My grandfather came to Sharn from Kubara, uh, so, you know, that's that's how it is. But no, you know, maybe you should come down to some of the bars that we have in Malian's Gate. Well, you know what? That sounds like it'd be a good time. I would... 
absolutely enjoy going to a bar. I have heard that you do enjoy imbibing in alcohol. Yeah, that is. That have is, you ever had lizard folk alcohol? I didn't know there were lizard folk alcohol. It's mostly bugs. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I have heard recently that there is a gentleman coming out of Kubara. He's uh, from House Galanda who has started doing cocktails here with uh, glowing mugs from Kubara that actually cause the body to glow for some time after. Yeah, it's all right. Like, it's not delicious. It's okay. But, like, there's better bugs. Well, if you have bugs that are worthwhile, I would love to hear about them. Like right now or later? Oh, no, later. No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I can I can do later. Well, I'm glad to see you two hitting it off. Well, I, I do have alcohol. a lot of respect for the lizard folk tribes. I spent, as I said, time in Kabara. I also spent time with halfling tribes in the Atlanta Plains, so I, I enjoy that tribal dynamic. Well, uh, is Axe? No, it's is Axe. Yes, it's is Axe. Oh, um, well, thank you so very much for, uh, for joining us. Uh, yes, it was wonderful meeting you, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward to seeing you out there next week. Kevin's invited us out. He's going to set up a whole cart and sell funneled cakes, so that'll be an interesting time. Uh, so if you're listening on the Echoers now, and you'll be there this week, or we... <clears throat> So if you are going to be there working on an ice sculpture this week, uh, send us a painting. Send, send us a paint a portrait of that ice sculpture. We'd love to see it. Yes, uh, I will uh, look forward to seeing both of you. And uh, thank you so much again for letting me come on to the Echoers and talk about uh, Crystal Fall. Anytime. We would love to have you back. Well, everyone, I hope to see you all out at the Crystal Fall festivities. And while we're celebrating this horrible, horrible event. While, while we are remembering those that, that fell that day, I want everyone to just think. Think about the people that you've lost and think about the beauty that we can see in all of the things around us. And remember, everyone, keep an ear out for those echoes of hope. <laughs> <laughs>